Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the Alt Kings podcast. I'm your host, Tate, with my co-host, Corbin, and today we have X-Spectre here with their founder, Dirk himself. It is nice to have you today, Dirk. Well, thank you for having me. I'm uh, honored. Yes. Let's, let's dive right into it. We know you have a lot in the making. We've seen so much about you. So many great clips out there on Twitter with all of the exciting things that Xpector will soon provide to the XRPL. I just want to get a little bit of background information on you. Kind of what was your main idea behind creating Xpector and like what kind of sparked the idea really? Well, the spark was that during the COVID crisis, like most uh, other people, I was like a little bit bored. I started uh, doing a deep dive into crypto and blockchain. I was intrigued by uh, technology and innovation. I didn't know much about it, actually. Um, So I started um, getting into some coins and uh, interested in some chains. Um, And I started reading a lot about NFTs. So it took my attention, the art aspect, like real art. Forgive me, some people won't like it, that I, uh, that I think that some NFTs are not art. But, um, but uh, yeah, Art Basel uh, in Miami, of course, uh, attracted my attention. Uh, real digital art, um, one of ones. And I got interested by the concept of uh, the royalties uh, for artists, of course. Um, a couple of months later, I um, got introduced to um, the XRPL community by uh, one of the advisors of Expector, Panos Mekras in Greece. Um, and he pointed out um, to um, the projects building there. I started uh, investing in quite a, a few of them. Um, I got too excited like most people <laughs> do. Um, and I, um, I got intrigued. I got intrigued. I got... Uh, uh, some name within the XRPL community uh, being uh, often in Discord and uh, starting to get more and more active on Twitter, uh, which I didn't really use uh, a bit more than a year ago, by the way. So, yeah, and and for me, it was a, was a natural choice of starting out on the XRPL uh, because that was a community that I knew best. Um, there was no intention of starting uh, my own project uh, until uh, uh, a couple of months later when, of course, like everybody that gets into projects uh, is focused on the charts, charts and prices going up and down and getting frustrated. And, and as most people, I bought uh, tokens without reading white papers or without reading them properly. And, uh, and at a certain moment, I thought, well, I think I can do probably something that is better, I hope. Um, or at least bring an effort or do an effort to bring something that I think the community deserves. And the idea was born. Uh, it started out again. I have said it many times, like two friends, like you guys uh, yes. in a bar, uh, a friend of mine who's, uh, who is an engineer. Uh, I know him since I was 15 years old. And, uh, and we started having some ideas and we got some inspiration uh, uh, from uh, some uh, movie franchise, of course, that I've seen uh, quite a few times in uh, in my uh, childhood. And we started constructing a story. We thought about how can we have business ideas implemented in the virtual world, where are our passions, uh, what are businesses that in real life are actually 
worth looking at real estate for example um gaming and software development of course as well um gambling was one of the ideas so which is a little bit of a legal challenge but not impossible um and then uh, yeah well we started out the project our initial uh designs were like uh 2d um rather strange figures of of agents and <laughs> and and, uh, and so on we recycled them uh uh, XRPP recycled them uh, by launching the DS private collection. And that were actually the original Expector agents um, without my face uh, on it, uh, wow. um, to be clear. And and a couple of weeks later, I met our artist, uh, Mao, Mao Lin Lao. He's, uh, he's from Chinese descent. He uh, came to uh, the Netherlands when he was eight years old. And um, and he's one of the, the world's most renowned uh, hyper-realistic uh, 3D artists, um, and we started talking. Um, it started out with uh, with the, the simple uh, 2D NFTs. Then it became the 3D ones. We uh, wanted um, to be original. We uh, deliberately didn't do apes or punks or whatever um, <laughs> as a derivative. Um, and um, well, doing human-like figures brings some challenges as well because, of course, you have sexes. Uh, um, yeah. and so on and so on um there are lots of possibilities we have 976 traits uh in our collection wow. i think it's uh, <laughs> it's uh, quite <laughs> unique as well yeah. yeah 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 we could make with all the traits that we had we could make billions of different combinations so it uh, the biggest challenge once we had them was like picking the best ones according to ourselves um but looking at all the combinations was even so time time consuming that it was like an impossible task um and then we started looking into uh, what can we actually do because it's great to have good ideas and lots of other projects have nice ideas but selling an idea is, uh, is isn't that difficult but making it reality is something else uh, and avoiding security uh, leg legislation or classification yeah. looking at utility um, the legal aspect, um, lots of young guys like yourselves probably uh, think it's easy to launch a project or a token. And, and that's true, but the consequences can be yeah. uh, quite uh, quite interesting as well. So um, You're right. mm -hmm. I've been speaking to so many lawyers. Um, but I think that we, we, we started out like, like most people without too much knowledge. We took a very, very deep dive. We had to. In a short time, we had to expand the team with uh, lots of people. Some people came, some people went. Um, I think uh, after 10 months now, almost, that we are starting to uh, really streamline. Um, but it's it started out with a blast, you know. When we started out uh, early, well, we, we officially announced the 1st of April. Um, I'm quite, I like satire and I thought people would think it was a joke. So I thought it was a good day to launch. Um, not everybody agreed. Um, and then we April really Fools. kicked off somewhere yeah. uh, at the end of April uh, doing our IDO on the XRP Ledger. Um, quite successful as well. Lots of people that are well into uh, the XRPL and well into uh, NFTs, they told me that we wouldn't be able to... Uh, to sell one fifth of uh, what I intended to sell, and in five weeks we uh, sold almost everything that we uh, we had in mind. So three point five million XRP. 
It's impressive. During, Congratulations. Yeah, during that, yeah. in, uh, and uh, Celsius disaster. Um, well, quite an achievement. And and so it started. So we did lots of cool stuff in the beginning. We had the biggest billboard on uh, Times Square, the Times Square takeover, um, four biggest one uh, on Times Square. So it was uh, interesting to see people uh, react on that. Um, How did, did that go? Launch party. Yeah. Well, it was it was good. Yeah. Well, I, you know, it's people ask me, do you really think it's worth the investment? And of course it is. Otherwise, I wouldn't have done it. Uh, yeah. But if do you think that people walk on Times Square and see it and start buying your NFTs or your tokens? No, not at all. But it's all about creating, being yeah. creative, uh, creating, making content, and. I think that we consider ourselves as a very serious gaming software development company, but also way more than that. I think there are lots of similarities with the movie industry, for example, and of that uh, our role is also some kind of entertainment and uh, and make people have fun or a good time and, and having fun in Discord and, and amuse them with uh, the content that we release. And that's how you create a strong community because you make friends. And I've met very interesting people. I've met you guys, uh, of course, not in real life yet, but very uh, soon. Yep. Yes. Um, but yeah, <laughs> like it's it's a challenge, and I like a good challenge. Um, it's not easy. It's way harder than I thought it would be. Um, and yeah, it's like cool. It's 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 again the technology, the innovation. I've never felt as dumb as I. I did in the past six months meeting real developers that really know stuff. You know, I, yeah. I went to law school because I wasn't like a great mathematician or or a, or a, or a coder or a cryptographer or whatever. You know, so yeah, cool. I'm really happy that uh, we started it. It's uh, it, I have been floating between anxiety and euphoria, um, and the more you realize how big it became, the more I have like the feeling of responsibility to uh, yes. the community as well. People are counting on us that we uh, deliver something nice and uh, it's a big responsibility. But uh, I'm, I'm, the more I see and the more I see evolve, the more confident I am that we are actually doing something very interesting and probably something that nobody does or has done before. And well, yeah. I don't know. I have to be careful what I say, but if you, we have the advantage that we can look at other very successful NFT projects on other chains and what they did right and what they did wrong. And it's easier to steal some ideas. You know, we're not inventing yeah. uh, the warm water or the wheel or whatever, um, but we are bringing some aspects of several projects together. And we want to fine tune it and, uh, and make something out of it. I don't see anything wrong with that. Yeah. I think that people pick and pull from a lot of other people's ideas all the time. And as long as you're able to get some sort of creativity from those ideas and then implement them into your very own, I see no wrong with doing that because you have to think yeah, about it. It was a quote from, uh, I don't know, Steve Jobs or, or maybe Bill Gates that I... Uh, can remember from when I was younger and he said exactly the same. So that's probably yeah. the way yeah. to go and to make great things, you know, starting from scratch isn't that easy. Uh, Not at all. Um, so, yeah. yeah. 
And considering how big you want to expand your metaverse to, you're going to kind of, you know, have to, you know, pick and pull a little bit. Of course. Because like you said, you're not trying to reinvent the wheel. <laughs> yeah. <That'd> stink. <laughs> so there's how many X-Spectre agents out there currently to date? Well, the total collection, the Genesis collection is 8,888. Yeah, thought so. The only collection that sold out on the XRPL, there is a, a it's not actually the 8,888. We did a pre-sale of 80% of them. Then we released another 444 um, for our biggest holders. Um, and then we did a Black Friday uh, uh, thing, <laughs> which was yeah. like just after our pre-sale. So I think that in total somewhere around 7,500, 7,600 uh, are uh, in the circulation. Keep in mind that, that we are on the XRPL. It's not the uh, OpenSea or Ethereum or Solana. Yeah, it's not the yet. biggest yet. Yeah. Yet. <laughs> well, yeah. I know that what you're doing is very important to the XRP ecosystem just because it's going to bring a lot more eyes to seeing it just to the ecosystem as a whole because a lot of people are going to realize that these things that are being developed aren't just being developed on Ethereum or Solana. They are also being developed on other chains. But it, one, it takes a lot of money. And I'm really just curious about not necessarily the investment put forward, but how you're able to sustain the investment on a month-to-month -month basis to, one, develop a whole entire metaverse, two, to have all this in-real-life production that you're also putting forth, it really fascinates me how much time and effort and investment that you've put forth into this. And that's why I, I really applaud you for that because it shows in your work. Well, people think that I make a lot of money by doing this. Well, I can promise you no, one thing. It takes a lot more. <laughs> it's, it's the other way around. Yeah. A, I never had an hobby or a, or a business that took so, that drained so much money um, <laughs> than this. Um, but again, you have to invest to um, to build something. Yep. How do you do it? Well, we we have done a very successful IDO. That's mm -hmm. and we focused in that period shortly after on community building. And apparently, I'm a good marketer, or, or our team is quite good at marketing. And again, that's the the entertainment factor and the community feeling and and the building. That's Web three, I think, building from within the community up instead of uh, top down. Um, being very available as well. If you, uh, I don't count them, but if you see how many tweets we put out, it's maybe a little bit of overkill if you count all my replies on everybody. Almost everybody that tweets something to me gets a reply. So you can imagine, and I'm doing that um, while I'm working, while I'm eating, while I'm sleeping, just uh, not, to, not to miss something. Um, yeah. So we had like first... IDO, community building, then uh, um, we were, of course, focusing on, on the metaverse. Um, I was in good contact with our CTO, Neil, who had his own project, uh, Combat Kanga, uh, on the XRPL. Um, he became our CTO. We did a merge with uh, Combat Kanga, which is a part of the Spectre group. He had a very interesting idea regarding... Uh, marketplace, uh, uh, multi-chain or cross-chain, connecting it to the metaverse, um, seeing it not as, a, as an NFT marketplace, 
but as a as a e-commerce platform that is crypto enabled, um, some kind of Shopify but with crypto and NFTs, uh, for example. So no codes needed, um, launchpad incubator all included. And as you said, wow. we have developed lots of things that is that are that we built for Expector. The metaverse is, of course, the metaverse and, and other projects and people can be included, so businesses uh, hopefully as well. But like the, the Discord mods, the Discord bots, the, the all the exchanges uh, that were listed on 10 centralized exchanges, by the way, in, in uh, nine months. Um, wow, impressive. So we could, once yeah. we have our platform ready, the backend, we, we will launch our native marketplace on Expector one of the coming days. Very simple, uh, two big advantages. One, you can make and create and accept offers uh, in Expector, not only in XRP. Um, the second thing is that we won't charge broker fees. So only Expector NFTs will be traded there. But as an incentive, we uh, don't charge broker fees. Why? To attract more people to our website. We want to be Makes sense. a premium mm-hmm. trading platform for our own NFTs. Um, our website is being revamped as well. I hope it will be ready uh, by the end of next month. Uh, we release some images or some graphics. Looks kind of cool. I, I hope finally after the third time that I will be happy with it. Um, <laughs> so yeah, that's. Um, I lost track of what I was saying. Actually, I, okay. <laughs> I okay. love the art gallery too. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's something that's that again. It's like. In stages, so I yes. came back to the community building. Um, then Neil, the marketplace that we're developing, which is a, a very unique platform, and then connecting it to the metaverse. We always said that we believe that the metaverse is uh, is very important from a community perspective as a social platform, um, like some kind of Facebook or whatever, where people can meet and communicate uh, by uh, proximity chat, by real life uh, audio chat. Um, so that's one side of the, of the metaverse. Um, some others are, I think the gaming aspect, I'm not a big gamer, so we are looking into, we're working together with the gaming company, of course, it is looking at gamifying things that actually make it more attractive to actually be in the metaverse. Uh, also important if you look at the, the number of users in some other well-known metaverses. And then of course, there's a business aspect, lots of, um, Web2 companies do believe or are interested in virtual environments. Um, but with the word metaverse, they get a little bit scared. And if you connect Web3 or crypto or blockchain with it, then they really shit themselves. You know? So I think that um, we have to, and that's what everybody says, mass adoption, all those fashion words, generational wealth, all total nonsense, of course. Huh? Um, if you want to be fully decentralized, forget Macedonia. Never going to happen. So, utopia. Not making myself popular, but it is what it is. Um, user friendliness, yes. Mass adoption, okay. Therefore, you should divert as much as possible from the pure crypto thing because it will limit you to 1% of, of population. And also, not very interesting if you want to create a successful product that's been used by lots of people. Um, so yeah, well, I think that we uh, are creating that and want to attract as many people as possible. 
And in the end, it should become a product that is crypto friendly and blockchain related, but that users don't necessarily have to know that that's the case. Of course, um, yeah. Bringing yeah. businesses and 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 bringing businesses to the virtual. I avoid the word metaverse because the, the marketeer told me don't use that if you talk to bigger brands. Use virtual environments. So we are creating virtual environments where businesses or brands or whatever can do things. They will be part of our metaverse, but we create them and they are there uh, available to use. And, and you can do a fashion show and a concert and a sports event and whatever you want. And apparently bigger brands are interested in this. They only are scared from the crypto thing. Of course, yeah. if you use it as a Trojan horse and you have, you put that as a, to the availability of, of brands, companies, and they like it and it becomes more and more successful, well, then it's probably way more easy to get them to the platform as an e-commerce platform and create physical assets for crypto or NFT things to be able to sell them. And then the, the mix between the virtual and the real world will become like, then we have some kind of a, a merge probably. That's, that's, I think that should be the goal uh, in the end, uh, or a virtual art gallery, the access community hall, long name, um, is like, is a good example. We call it episode one of the metaverse, uh, as we decided to release in several stages. Otherwise we have to say, well, guys, uh, wait two years. And um, so it's the first building that we created. Um, there's a downloadable version now. Um, projects can use it, um, provide us their NFTs. We um, upload them and they can use it for their community and they can use it uh, for promotion. And it's mutually beneficial, it's free. But for us, it gives us exposure within those yes. projects. We make friends, good connections. They like because we give something nice for free. And, and of course, we get exposure by all of their holders and community as well. So um, that's probably the best example of real collaboration definitely yeah and yeah. probably by the time we upload this episode our own artwork will probably be in that art gallery looking forward to that and it, yes. it will evolve eh? so we didn't want to wait to launch it um in the next few weeks we will have uh, the, the the multiplayer uh, thing enabled the people will be able to communicate with each other uh, incredible and so on and so on mm -hmm. in the in the very near future people will be able to download it so community members not projects upload their own nft collections to display it um to promote it um if they want to sell um people and and the next step will be that it will be connected probably to some kind of marketplace uh ours or somebody else's where people can make and accept offers or click or scan or whatever when they're in the uh, virtual environment and get directed to, to where they are for sale. So yeah, I think it's a good thing. And again, uh, something uh, that I realized a couple of weeks ago when I was in LA, a big marketing guy in the real estate uh, sector, he told me, well, you're, you're doing something too high level. And, and it's not me, it's us, all of us. Yeah. Web3, crypto, nobody gets it. If I speak about it to uh, my friends or business partners, they think I'm crazy. They don't get it and or they don't want to get it. Yep. But you have to find ways to get those people interested. 
Yeah. That's the only way to, to make it a success. And to do that is to, to avoid crypto and blockchain. To yes. build something that mm -hmm. they see that, that they can use for their business. I have a friend who's an art dealer. Crypto, are you crazy? Well, <laughs> he saw the gallery and said, wow, cool. I, can I upload my works or my artist's works there? And, and then we can use it on our website or, um, mm -hmm. or send it to our clients. So, and, and they... Yeah, people like simplicity. Oh, that's, that's for sure. Cool. Yeah. yeah. Ease of access. Crypto is kind of in like a weird, kind of a weird spot right now because it kind of reminds me of how people used to think about the internet and about oh, it's just some you know what what even is it? What's it? What's what's the purpose of it? And then you know as time goes on, more and more people are using it and understanding it, and things are sort of conglomerating together to make a whole cohesive ecosystem. Yeah. And we you definitely have potential with X Factor with that. that. That people start copying you. Eh? When we started out with all the influencers, everybody was like pissed off that we 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 used them. Well, I don't know about uh, you guys, but Coca Cola and Pepsi and whatever and big brand McDonald's, they're masters in uh, in marketing. Eh? Uh, yeah. So I was accused of being a marketer and not a builder. Well, you can have a fantastic product, but if nobody knows about it, you're screwed. Exactly. And now and now people on the XRPL start doing IDOs. Now people start paying influences. Now people are starting to copy exact tweets that I do. A couple of days later, people do the exact same tweet. I'm honored <laughs> by that. Other people get pissed off. I'm honored. Yeah. If you, you get should copied, be. it's a sign that you're doing something uh, right. Of course. However, yeah. we all make mistakes and <laughs> I probably made some as well, and I will make some more. Um, if you ask me, would you do some things differently? Yeah, probably, yes. Um, but if you see everything we did in eight, nine months, I don't know. I, I Maybe I don't know enough projects or other chains or NFT projects because I simply don't have the time even to eat. I just you saw me when, before we started. I, just had a piece of cake, a piece of cake with uh, <laughs> a little bit of coffee, um, and yeah, well, I I think we're we're doing quite well. One of the bigger KOL, as they uh, as they say, um, Mando, who's living in Dubai, he's from the UK. He did a tweet that we retweeted as well. He's very well connected and deep into the Solana community. And he said in a tweet, and coming from him, it's an honor because we, we we're not connected to the commercial. Yeah, he got some ties. And then yeah. he sent a tweet out, well, guys, what you're doing, that's amazing. And to hear that, because you, you, you get like in your own cocoon, and I'm, yeah. my life is like 24 7 Expector. Like talking to you guys about Expector is for me relaxing time. That becomes like, really worrying you know <laughs> if, if your time off is like yeah well and i think that that's hearing or getting confirmation or acknowledgements from some people that probably know more about it than i do that's reassuring of course yeah yeah what i'm really curious about con considering you uh talked about making mistakes in the space and stuff i just want to know one mistake that you've made that you've either rebounded from or you've learned a lot from because i mean at the end of the day human human error is destiny we're all going to make mistakes regardless of 
our willingness to, it's just going to happen. And so it's always good to be able to rebound from your mistakes and actually learn something from them rather than just kind of throw it in well, the trash and forget about it. I, uh, I think that's one of the thing, mistakes. What is a mistake? One mistake was that we started the merch shop very early and uh, with Shopify or Printify or whatever. And that didn't really work out. So we took it offline because the quality wasn't uh, up to standard. It sure. Distracted us too much of what we are actually yeah. doing. Um, so yeah, that's one of the things that, and then the, the working with the, or the collaboration with uh, influencers, what I learned now, we did a teaser of the, of the episode three of the expector movie. I saw that. Have the, like, amazing. Professional film yeah. crew that's making Very, like yeah. little snippets. I did like a, a teaser and I tweeted from my personal profile and I uh, said, retweet one winner. 800 or 8,888 expected tokens, which is, which is a couple of hundred dollars. No, we got 100,000 views, 1,500 retweets, and that costs me a couple of hundred US. If you ask me what, would, what were mistakes, maybe, and I didn't consider it as a mistake, working with all those influencers and paying them decent amount of money because it worked. Yeah. For us, it worked. Mm -hmm. Are there more intelligent ways to do marketing cheaper to avoid all kinds of strange people that say that tell everybody to buy your coin or to buy your stuff? And then as soon as they get paid, they sell everything off. Yeah, they that's something really care. that pisses yeah. me off, you know, and that's something that I would I do it again? Maybe yes, because it worked. <laughs> mm -hmm. Would I do it now in the position that I am now? No, not at all. Never. That's good. You learn something yeah. and that's, that's all that matters. I learn <laughs> yeah. lots of things every yeah. day. It's that's been good. Uh, since, uh, since kindergarten probably that I've learned <laughs> so much. Very true. Very true. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, all right. Yeah, you go. I have one yeah, other yeah, question, I, but you can follow. Yeah, no, go for it. Go for it. Go for it. So I'm just really curious. I mean, we all know there's more metaverses out there considering besides just X Spectre. There's other chains as Ethereum who have Decentraland and Sandbox as well. And um, I'm just curious how you're going to be able to compete on their levels of just how they're scaling their metaverses, really. How will you be able to one-up them and make yours more unique? Well, I think that the approach is different. Huh? The community is strong. We're on the XRPL, which is a big difference. We're, uh, yes. we're uh, using Unreal Engine. The sustainable Engine. side is there. Um, Mm -hmm. Unreal Engine instead of Unity, uh, which brings as well a couple of challenges uh, with with uh, doing that. But I think that well, it's a, it's a, with focusing on the quality, the hyper realism, and the brand awareness or the bringing brands or companies to the metaverse. I think we stand a chance. I'm will we be the biggest? I don't know, will we be better than this or that? I don't know, but sure. there will be several successful metaverses. Of course, Each yeah. one with their own specifics. Um, community will determine a lot. Um, and again, we're not as much focused on the gaming side. It will be a game, every metaverse is a game. But yeah. It will be... Mm -hmm. If you ask me, how do you see the metaverse? To me, the metaverse or our metaverse is some kind of search engine 
a virtual world that connects the end user to everything that's on the internet. And again, every actually everybody is a marketeer or should be a marketeer because if you don't produce actual products, if you don't create something from scratch, what are you doing? You are promoting something. And what yes. will we do? We will try to get a strong community of people that interact and businesses that are, are in there and that reinforces each other. And I think that's, that's, that's again, that's something that's, that's a you little need. bit of a different approach. I'm very confident that it will work, but let's see. I know that what we are building is something huge. Um, again, to go back to the, to the, the time frame and the milestones, uh, we've uh, been speaking about the IDO, uh, the build, the metaverse. We take, we have a different approach on lots of things. Uh, first of all, the influence of the IDO and all the exchange listings. Some people ask me why, why it costs a fortune. You have liquidity on their market makers. Well, of course, but if the market sentiment changes and you are available on all these decent marketplaces, well, everybody has access to it. And that's yeah. something that you have to do during a, a bear market, not in a bull market. You can get better deals as well with the exchanges. Very true. And give you a piece yeah. of advice. Um, and we, our approach is different. Again, with the e-commerce platform, um, our pre-sale of NFTs. We didn't sell NFTs. We sell, sold JPEGs that we call digital assets that were for sale in XRP on our own website. They weren't tokens at the time we sold them. They were pre-sold in-game digital assets, non-tradable, not, not non-fungible, not, not a token, period. So that has some interesting aspects from the legal side as well. Yeah, I like the way you worded yeah. that a lot. Yeah. Because that, that really pulls away from like security laws and stuff, and it definitely makes a lot more transparency when it comes to regulations. Uh, we have to keep focusing on utility, of course. But yeah. I think that, um, and probably uh, Gary will disagree with me, but I think that <laughs> lots of uh, that's lots of people building in the NFT space are, well, what we are doing within the metaverse is pre-selling in-game assets. Sure. And mm -hmm. if you ask me, if that is, is that the security? Well, I don't think so. And my lawyers don't think so as well. What if I go to a Mercedes-Benz dealer and I sign uh, an order for a G-Wagon and there's a high demand? I know because I did. And you have to wait a year to get it. Well, mm -hmm. I can't wait a year for it. So I have the order. And I say, well, I, I don't I don't want to wait, but I know a friend of a friend that really wants to have one and he missed the slot within a year and he has to wait 18 months. So he wants to buy my order. So he gives me 5, 10, 20 extra to get that order. Is, it, is the car dealer selling securities? It raises an eye. Yeah, it's a good question. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah, it's a little bit in the eye of the beholder. I've been speaking to twenty lawyers, and uh, and it went from left to right. Uh, the cowboys, the cowboys told me that I could do everything that I wanted, and uh, and uh, 
the the nerds told me that they will that they will put everybody in jail and that the FBI will be knocking on everybody's door. I think it's somewhere in the middle. Yeah. And it's difficult to do everything right. And that's the problem yeah. because technology is way ahead to legislation and the government and administration. So one, if you ask me what would your advice be, well, ask a good lawyer or two. Um, good lawyers is also something that's very difficult yeah. to have. To, to these two words in, in, in combined. Um, and don't camp people. Don't take their money and, yeah. and run. What, what can they do? If we, everything we got in has been reinvested in the project. I, have, I don't have a salary. I'm working 20 hours a day, seven days a week for nothing. The people that work for us, they do get paid. Everything that we raised is used to build what we promised to build. Of course. What can they do? Mm-hmm. What nothing can they do? really. You're not really profitable. We reinvest everything. What can yeah. they do? Accuse me from stupidity, maybe. <laughs> Yeah, maybe. That's the worst that they have. Well, I, I, I don't know if they lock you up. If they have to lock all, all idiots up in jail, there won't be enough construction companies to build all the jails. So. You're right. Yeah, if they, if they went that route, just locking everybody up, there'd be no point in any of this. And like, there'd be no if point in Web3 at that point. And you try to inform yourself. And if you have the proof, I don't want to go too much on it. But if you have good intentions and you try to keep your promises, and if you have proof of communication with lawyers that at least you are trying to do the right thing, and if nobody can tell you what the right thing is, what should we do? Lay in our bed and wait until the sun rises? No. I don't know. And that's blocking technology and innovation. So, yeah, I'm curious to see where that goes. Um, Yeah. Considering we'll, uh, we'll AI have... can probably make better decisions than the SEC can at this moment in time, I, I just don't. I don't know if we're on the right side. What's it in, what's it in the in the United States? I, I'll take the fifth on that. <laughs> well, Dirk, you've answered all of my questions. I know Corbin probably has one or two more he'd like to ask. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So, so what is? Uh, well, I guess this is related to your your token. So, so what is the the Specter Vault, and uh, how can holders utilize it and maximize you know what what they can do with it? Well, again, that's uh, that's uh, refers back to what I told you guys before. Launching a token, we didn't launch NFTs or an IOU token because XLS twenty wasn't there, and NFTs on the XRPL didn't exist. The IOU thing was a very fashionable thing, and a lot of excitement. But I think it was a mistake. But also at that time, the ones that initiated it, it did make sense at that time. So, mm-hmm. okay. I don't know if the ones that did it would do it again, but it's the same story as with me and the influencers. If it worked, it worked. But to get some kind of engagement, you should have something that excites people. And that's why we released our token. And our token has been classified as a hybrid currency utility token um, holding it gives some advantages in real life as well and it will be the uh, in ecosystem currency um, for now um, it's uh, limited um, we have the excess lock rewards program um, we don't use the word staking 
Uh, it's a system uh, where people using some wallet to log in on our website. They can lock their tokens in one of our wallets, so non-self-custody. Um, it's a bit of power piggy style like uh, BitTrue. Your tokens get locked. You can choose 3, 6, 12, or 24 months, and you get some kind of return on investment or interest uh, rates in tokens um, by locking them. Um, you get your rewards at the end of the period, of course, but you can send us an email at any given moment to ask your tokens back. You won't get a reward, but they will be released. We don't use them to trade or to do crazy DeFi stuff or your money is your money. We safe keep it and that's it. Uh, so we're too traditional to do uh, all yeah, kinds definitely. of uh, <laughs> It's the safest route. Um, yeah. Yeah. So that's one of the things that uh, you can do with it. Um, and then at, uh, in the coming days, we have the, the Expector native marketplace where you will be able to use it actually as a, as a means of payment and make offers and accept offers in Expector. In the nice. near future, we will have the land sales. They will probably start uh, in XRP. In the future, Expector will be accepted probably as well. Um, and the construction or the custom builds or the excess tower apartments, we have cool things coming up. We have like floor plans, like a real property developer in the tower apartments. You can uh, choose your layout and everything yourself. That's incredible. Um, and that yeah. will be, uh, that will be, uh, only accept, uh, expect your payments. So, um, yeah. That's Very exclusive. Now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, it looks really cool. I agree. All of the whole entire, mm -hmm. the whole entire metaverse in my eyes looks really cool. It just feels very immersive and it feels like the, you just get a really, really good feel for that futuristic feeling. And it just feels yeah. as if you're an actual agent exploring some new world. Well, everybody wants to be an agent. Everybody wants to of course. Yeah. drink martinis and drive an Aston Martin and be, yeah. that's the advantage of the yeah. metaverse. Everybody in the, in the future will have different identities the the, the the one digital identity won't exist people will be able to have different identities and i always say that uh, probably the pharmaceutical companies should uh, worry the most because people won't buy uh, prozac or zamax anymore they will go into the metaverse and have fun um yeah. yeah and i think that if there is a good connection and if you are willing to think and to work because i i'm not, the passive income thing, I'm not a huge believer, but the active yeah. income thing, yes. We offer you a platform where you can, if you are creative and if you use your intelligence, where you can create an alternative source of income by doing things, by doing business, by making connections. Um, or NFTs are actually not the actual avatar. It's a, it's an, it's a membership card to an exclusive society and incredible i think and they will have lots of advantages by the way if, yes uh, we got some questions by our uh, community members in the past few days why why what is the utility well we have the in real life events where you're vip this and that um lots of people of course they can't travel uh, everywhere so i get that that's probably not the most important thing but within the metaverse bringing businesses to the metaverse Again, if we succeed in doing that, and I'm, I'm confident, we have been uh, in contact with uh, VaynerMedia, for example. Uh, they, are, they showed some interest. Limited, but cool. they made contact with us. 
It's a start. It's a good start. Yeah. Well, if you can bring... So our holders will always get benefits. The NFTs, they will be able to get discounts. Uh, they will be able to get first access. There will be environments or places where they have only access. Um, so it's a VIP pass. And hopefully, if we can get bigger brands and businesses to the metaverse, if they, there is a concert or a fashion show or, or some whatever educational thing, we will always try to give our NFT holders free or discounted access. So everybody else has to pay and you will be able to get some kind of advantage, depending on what it is. Can't make predictions. The ideal scenario should be that everything that gets organized and that people from outside have to pay for is free for our NFT holders. Can I promise that? Well, no, because we have to see who is coming and what they will be doing and how good we are at negotiating. But that's our intention. Yeah. Couldn't have said it better, Dirk. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, man. That's why I went to law school. (laughs) (laughs) Very well spoken. Indeed. I uh, I actually... Yeah, sorry. (laughs) I I have another question about 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 the metaverse, just kind of in general. Well, not in general, more so, more so a game engine uh, question. So you had mentioned that you had went from Unity to Unreal, which I think was very smart on your guys's part because you're aiming more for the, the, the photorealism side of things. And I think that's really what Unreal is trying to aim for in general. All the ray tracing stuff its ridiculous. Um, but how was how was that transition from Unity over to Unreal? Was that was that difficult for you guys or was it? We didn't transition. Our uh, our our artist is a, is an expert at Unreal Engine, and we oh. never made the transition. We decided from the first moment on to build with Unreal Engine, and we have been speaking to some other projects on the same chain, so on the XRPL that chose to build on Unity, and we tried to reach out to them. We even made propositions to build it together or do whatever. Uh, it's a bit crazy, of course, if everybody starts building their own metaverse. We would be very happy to have you guys in there and to have lots of Hedera projects in there as well with their own. That'd be incredible. Space that would be awesome. And, and they can all meet. That's the idea. So, why would we have to build 10 different metaverses? It's crazy because it's 10 times the investment. It's better to, to flock together and to build something together. But that's again utopia as uh, you guys know as well at your young age um, humans aren't designed to be very rational or collaborative right. or uh, most of them are very egocentric and so yeah well, we do what uh, we do um, something uh, that is human psychology there's the prisoner's dilemma we should uh, uh, look it up on that well when it's an interesting thing about human psychology and see how people react when they think they get advantages and when they think, and in the end, everybody screws everybody. So that's, that's yeah. the end thing. And that's, uh, that's, uh, that's a bit worrying, but you know, it is what it is. We'll try to make it better. We have always a reaching hand to everybody. We did lots of collaborations with other projects, giveaway, follow, retweet, whatever. Um, and again, every project that is interested to get in our uh, community hall art gallery, to upload it, and there's a form. Um, you can always contact me, DM me, uh, 
whatever you want to know, I will try to uh, have time or make time to answer and to see what we can do together. You're incredible, Dirk. I can, that's cool. all I can really put it at. I mean, you've blown us away <laughs> with everything you're providing. You have, with... cut this. you have to cut this and I will show my family that somebody thinks I'm incredible. <laughs> 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 oh my, I can guarantee a majority of those agents out there do think you're incredible as well. But I can say you've really blown us away with everything you are providing so far to the XRPL. And I, I don't think it's just going to be the XRPL from what it seems. It seems as if you're willing to really immerse this metaverse with more chains than just XRP. Because I mean, there are a couple other cryptocurrencies out there that are as sustainable and eco-friendly as XRP. And I, I think if you are able to emerge them as well into the metaverse, overall, you're just going to bring more growth and more expansion to your very own ecosystem. And so overall, that's, that's really smart. And I just want to leave it at thank you for coming on. And if there's anything else that you would like to say to the people watching this podcast, by all means, now's the time. <laughs> there's a lot that I want to say. Of course, I know there probably <laughs> is. And there's a lot behind the scenes that are being built on. No, no. Thank you guys for being here. I hope to be back one day uh, very soon. Uh, it was really a pleasure to, uh, to uh, meet you. Thanks to our mutual friend, Eric, as well. Um, so, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm always available. And let's see what we uh, can do together and what we can build. And as I always say, strong together. Yeah. Awesome. Heard it here first. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Of course. Awesome. And ladies and gentlemen, with that being said, this has been the Alt Kings podcast, and we'll see you next episode. Peace.